0: This year better be amazing, after last year, and well, the year before that one, it has to be amazing. It better be fucking amazing, after the past few years, we deserve a little something. Hello and welcome to episode 503 of Under the Color of MS, this is a previews and reviews episode we're gonna start doing the previews catalog and things that are coming out in the future that we've heard about and that you can pick up at your local comic shop or buy online pre-order whatever you do to get your comics and we got a few comics to still get through in this big stack that we're behind on so we're gonna do start each of these episodes with a few comic book reviews and see if we can get through this stack I should actually do just a whole comic day <coughs> I'm struggling with a cat here again. Decided to come hang out. So I got to get him situated. All right. Starting off, we got the Polar Paradox. Oh, we did the Equators and number one Kickstarter, and we got the first Polar Paradox, two books all in one. So Decided to reread that just to get a refresher of that wonderful story about some exploration in the Arctic and in the ice. Finding unique environments and things that we may have or have not discovered yet. And the interesting little twist that it takes in the end. It's a really fun story if you haven't had the chance to read it from Antonio Mastrea and Frank Martin. Which leads into the polar paradox equator's end. Number one. And number two. Yours truly will be drawn into along with another member of the Crimson Color Comic Club. So, definitely worth checking out. But, yeah, it's it's basically people out exploring areas that have never been touched before, that we know of by human hands. And they've... Discover all kinds of interesting things along the way. And then the polar paradox equators end. I'm going to give you a little previously. When a team of research scientists go missing in Antarctica, a team of elite divers is dispatched to rescue them. They discover that one of the scientists had gone mad, raving about a power at the center of the earth. A struggle breaks out, and a cave enforces one of the rescuers, Linda, to escape with the last remaining scientist, Wanda. Their escape, however, doesn't lead them out into our Antarctic waters. They somehow find themselves at the North Pole instead. And then they have all kinds of more interesting connections and environmental mishaps and it's just if you're into that exploration style uh, surprise unknown environments this is definitely a store story for you to check out i love where they went with this i i hope we do get a complete story, but this could go on. This this is definitely something that could be a fun, ongoing story also. So we'll see where it goes from here when we get the second issue. But um, I suggest checking it out. Follow the Kickstarter. You can get some extras. You can get the past comics. All that by going through the Kickstarter program. Uh, this It's not up yet for number two. But when it is, I will be mentioning it. And letting you know. And then we got Quick Stops number two, which I thought I reviewed. But I might not have. But this takes us to the interesting... Story about Randall's cousin that ends up dying while attempting a, a certain sexual performance on himself. <laughs> And if you haven't been reading the Quick Stops, I ended up getting both covers this time. Uh, done by Kevin Smith, Philip Hester, Andre Parks, Andrew Thomas. And each one is a story that we know from the Clerks franchise. Uh, a little more detail into those stories. And the first two issues have been excellent. I think it's only four issues. What it's going to be. But definitely worth checking out if you're a Kevin Smith fan. And if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, why aren't you a Kevin Smith fan? (laughs) Go check out some of his stuff. Uh, Yeah, some... A little stranger than others, but yeah, there's enough variety out there that just about anybody could find something they could enjoy. But, that's well, let's go one more. Let's go Rick and Morty, number 100, The Collector's Issue. We're a collector's issue, Morty! Uh... In here, well, it says for storyline, you got Go to Hell, Worlds Apart, number one, Ever After, number two, Corporate Assets, number three, Rick's New Hat, number one, and a bonus story. and It's done by a variety of people that worked on this book. And I bought it because I have not been reading Rick and Morty or watching this show. I watched, like, I don't know, maybe three episodes or one episode and a couple parts of other episodes. It it looked interesting and looked fun, but I never got sucked into it. And then they came out with the 100th issue, and after the Turtles... 100th issue thing that they did where you got that nice look back of everything. I figured that's what this would be, but I should have known better because of Rick and Morty. Uh, Anything with them is going to be goofy. But, yeah, it's, if you're not, if you don't know nothing about Rick and Morty, you're going to be completely lost. I was so confused. The story's all over the place. It's like they're inside their own bodies at times. There's kind of flashbacks to things from the past, and they do go into past storylines, but... It didn't explain... Explain the first hundred issues to me the way I was hoping. So... It's nice to have if you're a Rick and Morty fan. But very confusing to me. It wasn't terrible. It was an okay story. But just not knowing what's happened to this point and what's going on with the two. I get the characters. I know who they are and stuff. So that helps you understand most of what's going on. But It's just very strange and trippy, just like the show itself. But if you're a fan, check it out. All right, we're going to stop it here and we're going to get to the previews and part one. And we'll have more previews and reviews coming up after that. So stick around and we'll be right back. It's that time again to talk about the things that are coming out in the future at your local comic shop or online or wherever you like to buy your comic goodies. So let's get started and see what they got coming out this month. Starting out with A Little White Lie Number One one One-Shot by Aftershock Comics. Brand new horror prestige format, one shock from Ray Fox. When wealthy identical twin brothers find a bizarrely seductive shape-shifting creature living on their isolated estate, they get drawn into a mind-bending battle of predator and prey against an enemy that turns all their greatest strengths against them. From Ray Fox. And Mark Torres comes a viscerally horrifying new prestige format one shock in which the truth might be the greatest liability. Yeah, it doesn't give me enough information to pull me in. So don't know if I'll jump on that one yet. We got ARC number one one shot by Image Top Cow. Illegal poaching is a billion-dollar industry, a black market trade violently interwoven with the bloody work of warlords and international traffickers. South African industrial heir Noah Aran has dedicated himself to battling this evil on two fronts, in two separate lives. By day, he's an environmental lobbyist and aggressive corporate reformer. But by night, Noah leads ARC, the Animal Rights Coalition, in an armed crusade against the criminal empires responsible. I like what they're doing, but I'm not going to want to read about a bunch of animals getting tortured, so that's not going to be my cup of tea. Next up, we got Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one by DC Comics. Another Superman has fallen across the multiverse. Kal Els are being murdered. Balzad, the Superman of Earth Two, believes only one man can help stop the killing: Kal Els' son, John Kent. John will have to step across dimensions and face the killer of the Kal Els. The monstrous. Ultraman, the man who kidnapped and tortured him for years, and Valzad is not acting alone in trying to save the Superman. Who is the mysterious woman alongside him? And what is her shocking connection to the Superman family? The shocker. I don't know. just getting bored with all the new characters there's just way too many I mean I get it but I'm old so I just gotta go back to the old school characters and catch up on what I've been missing I think we have after hours magazine facsimile edition number one of four by Fantale the very first born publication released 65 years ago in 1957. One year before Famous Monsters of Filmland number 1. This is a very tough magazine to find. This exact facsimile edition features Betty Page, After Hours Girl of the Month, Centerfold. With the photo features and articles, Bride to Be. Miss Thoree on TV, Soldier of Fortune, Photographer, Strange City. 36 Men and a Redhead, East Meets West in Philadelphia, A Night with a Latin Quarter Girl, plus adult cartoons. This is a one-time printing, limited to orders received. If you're a fan of Betty Page, you might want to get your hands on that. All Devils Are Here, number one. By Scout Comics, Joe is an elderly dementia patient that becomes possessed by a powerful demon. In order to save him, an unconventional and mysterious exorcist, J.C. Garcia, must venture into his mind. Once inside, he finds far more than he bargained for. An ever-changing hellscape created by a fusion of Morris's and the demon's memories that brings J.C. face-to-face with his own traumatic, traumatic past. All the Devils Are Here reinvents the exorcism story with a unique emotional tale about the power of love, loss, and memory. And just not really into the exorcist stuff. This one I might have to get because I've been wanting an Alley Oop thing, and since they're crossing it over with this, I might have to pick it up. We got Alley Oop meets Draculina, trade paperback by Manuscript Press. Alley travels to the darkest heart of Transylvania, where he fights the vicious Turks alongside the vampire queen, Draculina. Is she friend or fiend? Meanwhile, the hunt is on for Dinny, who is lost in the 20th century. That might be fun. We'll have to see. I might pick that one up. Next up, we got Ambassadors, number one, by Image Comics. The most ambitious comic book of all time is finally here. That's a big phrase to say. Imagine you could gift superpowers to six people. In a world of 8 billion, who do you choose? Join six of the greatest artists in the industry for an enormous study. Or enormous story about ordinary people from around the world explaining why it should be them. The first story features artwork by superstar Frank Quitely. i and... Six people get superpowers. I'm sure if six can get it, six billion can get it. And eventually more and more will gain the powers or they'll breed and their powers will pass. And yada yada yada. <laughs> Lots of new stuff. We got American Dreams number one of five by Band of Bards. In New York City. 1900, a Jewish immigrant, Jake Gold, works in a sweatshop by day and fights in a gang at night. One night, Thomas Edison performs a strange experiment in Central Park, unleashing strange energy across New York City, and Jake is suddenly gifted with amazing powers. His past soon crosses with that of luminaries such as Harry Houdini, Anarchist Emma Goldman, and crusading journalist Nellie Bly. Standing against the neophyte hero are Edison, J.P. Morgan, and worst of all, the occultist leader Alistair Crowley. Can Jake rise to the occasion and protect everyone's American dreams? I don't think all those characters were around at the same time, so... Curious how they're put together, but I don't know. It doesn't really grab me either. We got Archie, 1,000-page comics wonder, trade paperback by Archie Comics. With over 80 years of comics, it's no wonder that Archie can continue to provide 1,000 pages of hilarious tales of high school hijinks and dating drama. The newest collection will leave you with a sense of wonder and a lot of laughs along the way. It just tends to sound like a lot of repeat stories. We have Archie Decades, the 1960s trade paperback. Journey back to the Silver Age with the mirth of a nation himself. Archie Andrews. Continue the 80th anniversary celebration of Archie Comics with this special retrospective collection. Archie shined bright in the 1960s when his standalone title proved to be interesting, hilarious, and unforgettable, and the dates were always double booked. Decades, features, some of the iconic stories that cemented his lasting imprint on the world. Again, more reprints of stories that I probably have a lot of them. Then we got Archie Jumbo Comics Digest, number 338 by Archie Comics. We have two brand new stories. First, in The Beast of Boiling Bay, something shatters a rowboat on Boiling Bay, almost drowning two fishermen. Was it a giant turtle or some other unidentified sea monster? Assuming there must be a logical explanation, Mr. Lodge hires Captain Valor to investigate and suggest he take Little Archie as a local guide since he and his friends often fish the area. Will Captain Valor, Little Archie, and his friend Little Ambrose be able to find out the truth about the monster? Next, in the most heroic villain, the fox is the mercy is at the mercy of Mr. Smile when his son Ghost Ghost Fox comes to save the day. Except Mr. Smile has a secret weapon, Evil Heart. Watch the two teen masked crusaders go head to head to see whose powers reign supreme. Next up, sticking with the Archie thing, we have Archie Milestones Jumbo Digest number 19, Jughead Fun and Games by Archie Comics. From time travel to life lessons and everything in between, this digest highlights the best and brightest Jughead moments and stories with plenty of snacks and shenanigans along the way. I mean, I like Archie Comics, but and they put out a ton every month, and half of them are just reprints. The amount of things out there nowadays, you would think you'd want to just focus on the new stuff, but what you are gonna do? You got Astrobots, number one of five by What Not Publishing. AstroBots series artist Hector Tr- Trunick debuts his first cover with Whatnot Publishing. Simon Furman, writer of the original Transformers comic series and creator of Marvel's Death's Head, has teamed up with heavy metal artist Hector Trunick to create an all-new mech masterwork based on the toy line designed by Aaron Thomas. Pathfinders, Pioneers, Breaking new ground in the furthest reaches of the galaxy. They are astrobots. The clock is ticking for planet Earth, and the race is on to find a new world capable of sustaining human life. New, sophisticated, machine life forms called astrobots are dis- dispatched to scout far flung worlds. In the hope of crafting a new home, with food and raw materials running out and climate disasters ex- escalating, the evacuation of the entire human population is only slender hope remaining. Is the only slender hope remaining on Colony World One? A catastrophic power struggle forges a new all AstroBot society, and presiding over his. Nascent civilization is Atlas, an evolved mech with a future-proof plan. A plan that does not include humankind. I mean, number one, if we don't dig up all these precious resources to make all these robots, then the robots won't take over the planet and destroy us all and just wipe us out. So why keep destroying the planet by... Using these resources to build shit that's just going to attack us in the future. I mean, can't we learn anything? Obviously not. Because we're still separated by country, continent, town, village, city, state, whatever. And everybody's got a voice. Everybody's got to argue with everybody else. And we got to continually fight. It's just never going to stop. Are just a bunch of destructive idiots that don't belong. Anywhere, so we might as well wipe each other out. Yeah, A B team up, Cerebus and Woman Thing one shot by artbart Banaheim. Just in time for the 50th anniversary of Bro vs. Wade, Cerebus and the WOB discuss the merits of their on-again-off-again again relationship while having a robust debate on the finer points of Roe vs. Wade and a variety of other subjects. It's man versus woman. Aardvark versus Swamp Monster. Right versus Left. Us versus them. But who's really behind it all and who really stands to benefit in the end? And who really cares about service? <laughs> it's like I like Man-Thing, but I'm not going to do a parody that's through Cerebus. Because I know it's just not going to be what I expect it to be. we got Avengers Beyond, number one, by Marvel Comics. Someone has been manipulating the Avengers for the past several months, alerting or altering the very fabric of reality in an attempt to prepare the planet For a threat that could destroy everything. Here now, this unseen individual is to be dragged, kicking and screaming from the shadows and into the light. And is revealed as the Beyonder. Something big is coming to the Marvel Universe. Isn't there always something big coming to the universe? I sound like a complete bummer today, don't I? I I'm just really burnt out on all the... A lot of the new comics that are coming out now, other than the independents and stuff. Just... All the old school ones are too focused on rebuilding. And wiping out the old, and starting with the new. I just... I don't know. I like my original characters. If you're going to come up with a new character, come up with a new character. Don't always use the excuse, well, this character bred with this character, and now we're going to have this character. Yada, yada, yada. (laughs) There's not enough superheroes out there in the world, even though (laughs) just one would be enough to destroy everything. All right. So, Avengers Rage of Ultron Marvel Tales Number 1 by Marvel Comics. Ultron's full robotic rage is unleashed as we celebrate the legacy of the House of Ideas with Marvel Tales. This anthology series shines a spotlight on fan-favorite characters, features timeless stories, and highlights some of Marvel's most impressive talent from the past eight decades. In Avengers: Rage of Ultron, an original graphic novel from the blockbuster team of Rick Remender, Remender, Rick Remender, Jerome Ope, and Pope Loras, a classy victory for the Avengers becomes a night—a nightmare years later. Ultron, the homicidal artificial intelligence, so long devoted to ending life on Earth. Has founded a new world to conquer, one with its own horrific legacy. When Titan, birthplace of Thanos, falls, planet Ultron rises in its place. Thanos' brother, Star Fox, seeks the aid of his former allies, but the Avengers he finds are radically different from the ones he once knew. No shit there. <laughs> Ultron, another example of wasted minerals and resources. All right, I got Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever, Rock and Roll number 1 by Archie Comics. Rock on with a brand new story to kick off this collection of melodic tales. In Rock Candy, the Archies have some competition when a new girl band, Rock Candy, enters the scene. But it's not all sugar and spice and everything nice. Betty and Veronica are feeling torn about having to leave the Archies behind. But there's way more of a musical future for them in Rock Candy. Along with their drummer, New Girl, Jola Kitt. Do they have what it takes to rock all of Riverdale? Plus more rockin' stories of musical mayhem. I mean, that one sounds like it could be fun. It says number one, doesn't say a one-shot, so it's probably going to be an ongoing. I have Batcat graphic novel, volume one, by Amulet Books. Batcat loves being all alone in their home on Spooky Island, up in their treehouse. They pass the time playing video games and watching TV. But when Batcat suddenly finds himself haunted by an annoying ice cream selling ghost, they visit the local island witch for a spell to remove their ghastly guest permanently. With their ghost begone spell in hand, Batcat travels across Spooky Island to gather ingredients to the ca- cavernous caves. Where the bats tell them to tell them they're too round to be a bat. And to the whispering cemetery where the cats will help only if they commit to being a true cat. But bat cat is neither, and that's what makes them special, right? Don't know. Not sure what it's all about. Looks like some fun characters. They have a Batman 357 Facsimile Edition by DC Comics. Batman meets one of his most peculiar foes of all time when he encounters the gangster known as the Squid. Plus, a trip to the circus gives Dick Grayson an eerie sense of deja vu when he sees a performance by young acrobat Jason Todd the boy fated to inherit the mantle of Robin. This facsimile edition reprints the first cameo appearance of Jason Todd and includes all the original ads from the 1983 periodical. I don't remember hearing a Squidman before. We got Batman, One Bad Day, Raza Ghoul, number one, one shot by DC Comics. Why won't Batman save the world? For centuries, Ra's al Ghul has wanted to save the Earth from the worst of humankind. And for centuries, he has failed. Recently, his greatest obstacle has been the Dark Knight detective, Batman. Ra's offered Batman a chance to be part of his New World Order, but Batman refused. For years, their Cold War has raged. But Ra's will have no more. Roz will remove Batman from the equation and save the world, recreating it in his image and bringing the peace and prosperity all the good-hearted souls of this earth deserve. Don't miss this epic tragedy from the all-star creative team of Tom Taylor and Ivan Rice. The last of the one bad day specials and one of the most epic to date. Oh yeah, I didn't even realize this is a one bad day one. Is one I wouldn't mind checking out. I have Bell from Beyond from Xenoscope Entertainment. A wickedness has been spreading throughout the world and the greater grim universe, and no one will be left untouched. As Belle's life is pulled into this cosmic conflict, she must investigate a distressed beacon sent to her from Chip. That reveals a whole new level of beast much more insidious and deadly than anything she has faced before. Yeah, she's definitely dealt with some monstrous entities in the past. Next up, we got Ben Mortara and the Thieves of Golden Table, number one of four by SourcePoint Press. Action and mystery abound as Professor Ben Mortara embarks on yet another globetrotting archaeological adventure. In this issue, Ben is presented with a care career-defining opportunity to solve the mystery of the Map of Solomon, a magical map that reveals the location of a powerful treasure. Ben is accompanied by Solomon, his mysterious benefactor's trusty and resourceful assistant. Together, they explore ancient palaces and secret chambers in search of the map, staying one step ahead of the many forces that seek the treasure ...and its power for themselves. All right, let's see here.
1: Oh, eh, we got
0: time for a couple more yet. Let's do Beowulf, number one of six, by Berg. A 13-year-old girl learns that her cat has magic powers... ...when they have simultaneous visions of a dragon waking from a thousand-year nap. Their plan is to seek out the reincarnation of the legendary warrior, Beowulf, to face off against the dragon, but unfortunately he's more 30-something... He's more 30-something slacker than dragon slayer. I mean, wouldn't Beowulf be a lot older than that? Wasn't he like near 30 when he fought in the past? I think they're a little bit off on that age of that character. Next up, we got Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 312, with two brand new stories. First in, the foxy new kid, Kevin asks Veronica to help him out with an important request. The new kid, Shinji, is really cool, but also mysterious. He can't get a read on him. But when the two of them decide to just confront him, He's nowhere to be found. Instead, they get ambushed by Ghost Fox. Why are they after Shinji? Who hired them? What's their scheme? Is Shinji Ghost Fox? (laughs) That's not in here, but that's just my thought. Then, in Real Horsepower, Betty and Veronica are on Lodge's ranch. The newly hired manager... Nevada Jones is a bit much. Does Mr. Jones really need to wear the mask? But when the horses spook and stampede, he's immediately chasing them down. Betty joins the chase and helps to lasso the wild stallions. The first story is all right. What's second story? Eh. All right. Let's finish this off with black sheep number one of three by Lev Gleason Productions, the first of a three-book series by Diego Tripodi. Black Sheep catches the traditional ideologies of a classic comic with a story that focuses on family and honor, while designed to look like pages of old. This oversized comic boasts a robust story about a father, Otoko, who struggles to make visible his sacrifices to his son while keeping his family furthest from harm. Yeah. Alright. We're gonna stop there, and we'll get back with more goodies right after this. Alright, we're back, and we're starting off with Buffy the Last Vampire Slayer Special number one one-shot by Boom Studios. It's been four years, and Buffy, Angel, and Thess have been living in a relative sp- in relative peace as a dysfunctional, cozy family. But nothing can last forever. Tara might not be dead, but they're losing hope for her staying among the living. And strange new vampires have been sighted. To get. To the bottom of these unfolding horrors, our gang will have to head underground and face the horrifying true cause of the decline in vampire activity. I mean, this looks interesting. I don't know. I might have to get this one. It is a one-shot, at least so we'll see buzz light fans of the newest movie they have a Sox Nendroid android action figure from the good smile company then we got cartoon puppet horror theater by american mythology horror with no strings attached this is the book for people who love horror movies this is the book for people who love puppets this is the book for fans who want to see what happens when a horror blogger, her jock boyfriend, a B-movie scream queen, a fanboy, a half-baked deadbeat, and something called Faddle are brought together by the mysterious Bookeeper to save the puppet horrors. Ain't no one getting out alive if Clarence the Cleaver has anything to say about it. It's in your felt puppet puppet horror action. It's in your felt puppet horror action the way you always wanted it. Leave the counting to the birds. These streets are made for screaming. Get your front row seats for the CPHT premiere. <laughs> Sounds fun. American Mythology does a good job with those horror books, but we'll have to see. They have a Chainsaw Man, one seventh PVC figure from E-Stream. Quite the price tag on it. It's like that show just, that book went off the rails. The show's interesting. I haven't watched all of it yet. And they're definitely going to try and... Profit from it, but if they made this shit one-fourth the price, they'd sell a lot more. Uh, we got Chainsaw Man Pochita, 1-1 one, one Posing Soft Vinyl Figure by Fur You Fur Corporation. It's the little Chainsaw Man dog with the chainsaw coming out of its head. I don't know what's up with these, but they have a variety of these this month. They're called Cheryl. Well, this one's Cherry Blackbird Comic Tag Card and Comic by Scout Comics. Making digital comics collectible. Now individually numbered collectible card that contains a PDF of the entire Cherry Blackbird graphic novel. Issues 1 to 5. Rockstar Cherry Blackbird sold her soul for fame. Now at the age of 26, time is running short. The day she turns 27, she'll be dragged to hell. But Cherry is not one to go quietly. The devil takes her with collecting or tasks her with collecting seven demonic souls that have escaped the abyss. If she can do this before her next birthday, she'll be released from her infernal pact and spared eternal damnation. Heaven help anyone who gets in her way. I'm sure either way, she'll end up in hell at the end of her life. Even if she does catch the people. But I just can't tell. You got a digital comic and collectible card. And then it looks like you also get the actual comic. i Not positive. Actually, that says comic tags. So, yeah, I don't think you get the actual comic. I think it's just a card with the digital format. <clears throat> I don't like that. But... It's reasonably priced if you want to read the stories. And they have a variety of them this month. Next up, we got Clear Number One by Dark Horse Comics. In the not so distant future, mankind no longer sees the world as it truly is. The invention of neurological filters has made it so one can view reality however they may choose. Old Hollywood monochrome, zombie apocalypse, anime, the possibilities are endless. Neo Sheamus. Sam Dunes is one of the only a handful who choose to live without a filter. When the death of an old flame reveals foul play, Dunes is set on a wild and twisting mystery that will take him from the city's deadly underworld to the even deadlier heights of wealth and power. New series by Scott Snyder and Francis Manipool from the comicsology original series, and it sounds decent, but it also sounds like cyberpunk to me. And if you want a good cyberpunk, just check out Cyberpunk, and they have the new animated series I think on Netflix. That's I've been checking out, which is interesting. I haven't played the video game yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. We have Clobberin' Time number 1 by Marvel Comics. It's clobberin' time all the time as Ben Grimm teams up with heroes from across the Marvel Universe for big, fist-pounding action. But the stakes have never been higher. In this opening issue, Ben and the Incredible Hulk are stranded on a distant, ancient alien world where the duo must protect an ancient people against legions of deviant hordes and ultimately face the wrath of a Celestial. Luckily, they have four fists between them. And haven't they teamed up before? Doesn't always end up with arguing and wanting to beat the shit out of each other. Just how I usually see it. The one cool thing that I'm seeing in this newest catalog is they have comic care comic bags everything from current silver age gold bronze magazine size and they have everything available this month if you're looking for bags and boards for any of your stuff they have them at a reasonable price if you pre-order otherwise you can get them when they come out like usual there's a Creature of the Black Lagoon one Ace scale model kit from Atlantis Model Company. And then we got Curse of Cleaver County number one. This is by SourcePoint Press. Set in one of the deadliest fictional locations in the world, The Curse of Cleaver County is an ongoing anthology series that follows some of the most grotesque, gruesome, and gore-fueled killers as they haunt, horrify, and harrow the peaceful residents. This issue, The Hooked Horror of Har- Harlow, begins here. Jennifer Har- Harlow heads home to celebrate the sale of her father's business, but dark secrets from Port Harlow's past are about to resurface that threaten everything her family's built over the last 150 years. Almost sounds like it runs off some other stories that I've heard in the past. If you missed the dark web, they got the dark web trade paper back out. That collects dark web number one, amazing Spider-Man 2022, number 15 to 18, Venom, Venom 2021, number 14 and 15, dark web X-Men number one to three, dark web Ms. Marvel, Marvel, number one to two. And Dark Web Finale Number 1. So if you missed out on that, that would be a good way to catch that collection. Then we have a pretty kick-ass, and they have a couple different versions. But the one I liked is with the cape all thrown open. But we have a DC Black Man, Black Man, (laughs) DC Batman, Black and White Batman by Denny's Cohen Statt. By McFarlane Toys. It's just, it's pretty kick ass. Looking Batman kind of like he's being attacked by his <laughs> bat cape. But yeah, it, it looks cool. Next up, we got DC's Legion of Bloom number one one shot by DC Comics. And uh, Interesting group of characters on the cover. Written by Ashley Allen, Julio Anta, Kelvin Kasulki, Travis Moore, Kenny Porter, Kevin Scott, and Zach Thompson. Art by Isaac Goodhart, Brian Level, Travis Moore, Jacob Seltzetto, Hayden Sherman, Otagwan Ilhan, and more. How do you announce winter is coming to an end? You spring it on them. Welcome the springtime with a celebration of DC's greenest and greatest. As the flowers bloom, breathe in the swamps things smell. Watch the blue beetles fly out from Titans West, pick a Captain Carrot or two from Floronic Man's Garden, But make sure to avoid the poison ivy. The season may go by in a flash. But don't worry. Stories like these last forever. Oh, and Wonder Woman will be there too. Yeah, you would think it's the beginning of spring today. It's like the end of December. And we have 50 degree weather. All the snow has melted in the past. 24 hours, well, not all of it, most of it, but you can see grass for miles. Everybody's going to get spring fever, then we're going to get frozen again. We got Dead Romans Number 1 by Image Comics. Miniseries premiere, Arminius, a Germanic prince raised in Rome, has sworn vengeance against the empire that butchers his people. He wants to make a queen of the woman he loves. Honoria, a fellow slave, now 50,000 Romans, will die to give her a throne she never asked for or wanted. Lush, beautiful illustrations bring to life a brutal tale of love and war from the birth of a Roman empire. Yeah, those Romans should have been wiped out a long time ago. Dead Dark, number one of four by SourcePoint Press. Erica is looking for the mythical deep dark, hoping it sheds answers on her past. Instead, she finds herself in a world of gods and monsters, where all the horrors of myth and legend are very, very real. I mean, you never really hear people talking about the Romans, and the Romans are one of the biggest assholes out there that actually prevailed and pretty much won their battles (laughs) of destruction. Hear about the other ones. Never hear about that one anymore. Dejah Thoris, Volume 4, Number 1, by Dynamite Entertainment. An all-new vision of a princess of Mars. Eisner Award-winning writer Chuck Brown from Bitterroot and stellar artist Emiliana Pina from Red Sonja present Dejah Thoris. I think they spelled that wrong. It's supposed to be Dejah Thoris. A tale set before the events of Edgar Rice Burroughs' first classic novel, young Princess Deja has lived a sheltered existence, growing up behind vast palace walls, guarded by Helium's greatest warriors. But when the entire royal family is attacked by horrific Chaldane Martians, Deja narrowly escapes into the wilds of Barsoom. With no recourse but to strike out on a quest to save her kingdom. <coughs> Isn't that every story starts for her? Another person is having to have their kingdom control everything. <laughs> we got Destroyer Duck Hardcover graphic, Graphite Edition by Two Moros. In the 1980s, writer Steve Gerber was embroiled in a lawsuit against Marvel Comics over ownership of his creation, Howard the Duck. To raise funds for legal fees, Gerber asked Jack Kirby to contribute to a benefit comic titled Destroyer Duck. Without hesitation, Kirby, in his own dispute with Marvel at the time, donated his services for the first issue, and the duo took aim at their former employer in an outrageous five-issue run. With biting satire and guns blazing, Duke Destroyer Duck battled the thinly-veiled God Corps, whose infamous credo was Grab it all, Own it all, Drain it all. It's evil leader Ned Pecker and the literally spineless Booster Cogburn. Medea, a parody of Daredevil's Electra, and more. Now, all five Gerber-Kirby issues are collected, re-lettered, and reproduced from Jack's unbridled, uninked pencil art. Also included are select examples of Alfredo Alcala's unique inking style over Kirby on the original issues. Gerber's script pages And Historically Introduction by Mark Evanier and the Afterward by Buzz Dixon. That one I might have to get, but I think I do have Destroyer Duck issues from the past. Uh, Disney Pluto fans, there's an Android action figure from the Good Smile Company. We got Doctor Strange Volume 6, Number 1 by Marvel Comics. Stefan Strange is back, reunited with Clea and Wong. It's back to business as usual for the Sorcerer Supreme. Have your children fallen into a deep nightmarish slumber? Slumber? Are demonic refugees invading your home? Is your husband possessed by a satanic entity? Then call Doctor Strange. Join Jed and... McKay, and Pascal Ferry as they begin a new chapter in the life of the Master of the Mystic Arts. I mean, how many new chapters do we have to have for Doctor Strange in the past couple of years? It's like, just stick with one already. Uh, Don't Spit Into the Wind, number one of four by Mad Cave Studios. One man's trash is another man's living. Since Earth became an inh- inhospitable, humanity escaped ages ago to live in a space station floating above the atmosphere. Now Travis and his crew of garbage men are tasked with cleaning up mountains of toxic waste, working for a company called Atomic Brothers Incorporated to create a clear world. But when... One of Travis's crew members goes missing near an old nuclear facility. Travis's job becomes a bit more complicated. Yeah, doctor Corvus, Children of the Abyss, number one of four from Fantico. Introducing doctor Corvus. Is he a genius or a mad scientist? In Victorian England, Constable Wilson is attacked by ghostly demons. After several attacks occur around London, the renowned paranormal detective, Dr. Corvus, is called in to investigate. Along with his mechanical rat, Plato, Dr. Corvus sets about to solve the supernatural mystery Dr. Corvus, Children of the Abyss, is based on steampunk supernatural detective novels by writer Eric Steinway. Dr. Corvus is adapted to comics with artist Jeff Bonavert. Too old school. Yeah, Dracula returned... Cult of the White Worm, number one of four, by Scratch Comics. The first issue of four does exactly what the title suggests, diving right into the events that that bring Dracula back to unlife to threaten the world once more. Packed with horror, action, and intrigue, this authentic and faithful continuation of Dracula by Bram Stoker Dracula The Return, Cult of the White Worm is the first miniseries brought to you by co-writers Dacre Stoker and Chris McCallie, with artist Chris Geary it is based on unpublished manuscripts and notes from Bram Stoker himself, introducing new characters and events into the Dracula mythos. For the first time in literary history... A member of the Stoker family is writing a comic that continues the story from the classic novel, with readers also being treated to two satisfyingly macabre and violent bonus strips that delve further into the Stokerverse. Now, why is this considered his first thing when he just, the last couple months, had some other books that he's part of? I don't know why this would be his first one. There's a Dynamic Forces March Marquee Starter Set by Dan Dynamic Forces. This special set includes one signed comic, one metal book, and a CGC-graded book for one low price. It's a value of over 200 bucks for 150 That doesn't sound good to me. When you don't know what the hell the books are that you're getting. We have *Etheris* by SourcePoint Press. Where do souls go when they don't belong anywhere else? Journey into Etheris, searching for the answer in this introspective character study about pain and self-loathing. For fans of tales of the afterlife, such as Lovely Bones and *80*. After death, following Valerie's passing, she finds herself navigating an unknown and perilous world. She tells her story through poetry and narration as she experiences her surroundings while also recalling her past life, her trauma, and why she believes she deserves to be there. Writer Anas Abdu'lzak Brings you this harrowing tale of the afterlife with groundbreaking art by Dennis Manieri, edits by Color of Always creator Michelle Abonnader, and letters by Ringo nominated DC Hopkins. All right, where are we at? Do we have, yeah, we can still do a couple more. We have Everything Sucks, Real Gamer Hours, one shot by Silver Sprocket. Do video games cause violence? No. But they do cause Noah to smell absolutely horrible from playing an MMO for three days straight. Can Kala break the spell or will she get trapped by the sweaty paws of King Crush Skull? Two. Includes a foil cardstock cover and a sticker sheet. These everything sucks books are actually kind of fun. I'm not sure if I'm gonna grab that one. Not really into a smelly gamer. Uh, we got a fan club, Batman Squad, the Justice, the Justiest Justice of all, trade paperback by DC Comics. Ernest Fan is the world's biggest Batman fan, and as the most knowle- and as the most knowledgeable about all things superheroic, it is up to Ernest to recruit the finest crime fighters on earth. Together with his babysitter Harriet, his best friend Jack, and his faithful Fido, Ernest is ready to teach his recruits, recruits all about secret identities, the best ways to lurk and how to stop crime. Maybe. This is done by Jill Benton for the laugh out loud adventure of a lifetime. All right. They have a Fearless Dawn, brack, 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 1.5 inch pin by Asylum Press. They have a Fearless Dawn, hella, you shouldn't smoke, 1.5 point five inch pin a fearless dawn tank gal one point five inch pin that one i might have to get and then we got fearless dawn the bomb number one of four it's like they're already doing a number one of four and we still haven't finished the last four issue on fearless Dawn. it's like why are we jumping on another one right away but i'm not complaining i like these by asylum press The origin of Fearless Dawn is finally told. This is a great jumping on point for any comic book fans who are not familiar with this funny, sexy, stumbling superhero. Learn how the awkward Prissy Jones gets her superpowers and how she creates her own costume of moose elks, action gloves, and whoop-ass utility belt. Fearless Dawn comics have always been about great art and fun frolics. And this latest offering is no exception. Steve Mannion whips up some of the craziest comic book tales this side of the goon and Mad Magazine in this brilliantly executed high octane project Fearless Dawn origin story Brownhole Jones and introduces the R Crumbesque Jungle Chick and the Dinosaur. Yeah, I love these comics else. Keep reading them, but I still want to finish off my last four-issue run, which I think is I don't remember ordering the last two for it. They have FemForce number 200 by AC Comics. The FemForce reached their landmark 200th issue, trapped in the Tunnel of 200 Terrors. Under the Malevolent guidance of Elzarin, Crimson, and the Shimmer. All their enemies, past and present, have thrust the team into a comic death arena from which there is absolutely no escape. It comes with a wraparound cover all their characters on it. I just... I'm going to have to probably get this because I got a bunch of the old FemForce comics that I still haven't read, but yeah. I think I'm going to grab hold of that. They also have a forever maps trade paperback. Tag card and comic by Scout Comics. And that's... In 19, or 1794, a man is given a map. When he follows it, he finds an identical map with a new destination. This leads him to another map, and another, on and on for decades. Never aging or getting hungry, it's not until a century later that he realizes when he stops following the maps that time catches up. Torn between family and immortality, he must continually choose between living forever and having a life worth living. Yeah, interesting. But we'll end it there and we'll get back with more goodies sometime soon.